Are there aliens among us? Tonight, we're going to find out. Tonight, we're not only going to find out if aliens are among us, but we're also going to find out with a guest. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I'm Dina. And I'm Kylie. And we have a guest. We have a guest! Another guest! It's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. It's not Corey. It's not Corey. It's not Chris. Those are all of our guests. It's not Eric. Oh, yep. <gasps> Eric and you Taylor. Forgot <laughs> Eric. I literally didn't even get to Taylor yet. No. Completely forgot. I'm sorry. No, we have another guest. Another guest? It's not Shiro. <laughs> no, we'd all be dead. It's not Saber. <laughs> Do you just want to say who you are? It's Mando. Yay! <laughs> Mando is uh, someone who listens, but also is very interested in aliens. So because of that, since we just did like a short ghost story, like fun story, I thought we should do like a short campfire, like alien story, fun story. You know, because they are among us. Um, also, to our listeners, have fun trying to figure out who the fuck is talking, because I feel like we all sound the same. Do we? You're also getting over sickness, so you're kind of like... God! (laughs) Bro, when I say I thought I was dying... (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we rescheduled. You guys would have loved hearing me blow my nose every two seconds. It would have been great. Yeah, it was was a good time. That's someone's kink. (laughs) I hate it. Okay, so speaking about kinks, I'm not trying to be offensive either. But, okay, so we went to Starbucks to get the new viral pumpkin... Spice, cream, chai, latte thing with vanilla, and it's amazing. Go get it. Going past that area is Pleasureland. I'm like, who the fuck is at Pleasureland at 10.35 in the morning? I'm just, I, mm. well, we passed the, that one the other day. Um, I, I was like, oh my God, there is a sex store there. We passed a, a different one and I didn't even know it existed. Bro, it's the sketchiest place I've ever seen. That shit looks like a horror movie waiting to happen. <laughs> Did you guys go there for fun? Yes. <laughs> on, our, on our lunch break. Yep. I was like With looking, Jimmy. I was looking at Kylie and I was like, are we allowed to say that we went on our lunch break? <laughs> With the yeah, eyes. Yeah, we were clocked. We were clocked out. That place looks straight up like a horror film. I it feel wasn't. like that it's, place is probably way better than the place than Pleasureland. I would not go to Pleasureland. I also have a Pleasureland story. When yeah. I, when Why does everyone have yours. a Pleasureland story? No, not me personally. It, it's just a really funny story of <laughs> Jackson, my partner, not understanding <laughs> what type of poppers someone was gonna go get from Pleasureland when I the have bar no closed. Idea what that means poppers. Poppers. Are Doesn't we? matter how many times you say it to Mando, I don't know what I was just kidding. No, I'm going to explain it. So, poppers is something that you take to to get horny. Pop a boner? I do have the poppers definition. What's a popper? Okay. Unlike other types of inhalants that cause a rapid, intense, and short-lived high, poppers are mainly used as sexual enhancers. The combination of chemicals in nitrites causes a person's blood vessels to dilate and muscles to relax, which can make sex less painful and more enjoyable. So I think it's mostly used for anal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> or, or, so, 
more calming your nerves when you yeah um, like if you're maybe if you're a little nervous but so this person at the bar one night was telling a like everyone at the table by the way we don't know this person so they're just like saying their business to a bunch of strangers (laughs) and like they're talking about it jackson comes over here's poppers and he was like where are you getting poppers? I could go for some poppers. And he thought they were talking like about jalapeno, jalapeno poppers. poppers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and Jackson. You can't get that kind of poppers at Pleasureland. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> well, I could go for some poppers. Wow. Well, that's a good segue. So we talked about anal a minute ago. <laughs> Speaking of anal probing, you guys want to hear some alien stories tonight? Hell yes. <laughs> <sighs> There's no anal probing tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Damn. I know. That's a bit of a letdown. I was kind of debating doing, like, only anal probe-themed ones just to be funny. Because by, like, the third one, I figured Mando would be like, wow, there's a lot of anal talk tonight. I don't I don't know if I can top it with the actual episode at this point. Now. <laughs> that might be the best part of the whole thing. Okay. So I figure we'll do these short stories and we'll kind of, like, talk about how we feel about each one. We'll do a few different ones. You guys cool with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I figured the first one we should talk about is the A70 incident. Uh, Mando, you said you've never heard of this one? I don't think so, but s- s- yeah. I, I it's don't the most know. famous case in Scotland, I would say, but I don't feel like it's a super famous case, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Kylie, you've never heard it. No. I, I know that. I don't need to ask you. <laughs> no. So this happens in Scotland. The A70 is a road, and it's like a really major road. It kind of is like a mini um autobahn it's, it's like a highway it's a ho- highway highway a highway <laughs> one of those okay it's a really long major road it runs 74 miles long it's from edinburgh to ayer ayer r did you say edinburgh it's edinburgh Okay, we're focused on the second word, bitches. I don't I don't think we are. No, I don't think we are. E- Edinburgh to R. God damn it. Did I say it again? Edin. <laughs> like Edward. Edinburgh. Yeah, there you go. To R. <laughs> oh my god. Air. Ire. R. <laughs> this is still I don't just know the which first one. sentence. <laughs> In the script. This I don't know incredible. which one is right. But I didn't look it up because I didn't think it would, I would. I didn't think we were going to focus that much on the words. But R is real funny. I would say, I would say Ayer or Ayer. I would say Ayer. I thought Ayer. I'm that sounds more Ayer. like Scottish. Like yes. The Ayer Road. Nope, that's Irish. <laughs> the potato was down on the Ayer Road. Did you see any? Potatoes. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Well, in 1992, there was a reported incident that happened on this road. So there were two friends named Gary Wood and Colin Wright. They were traveling between Edinburgh and Terrebrax. Probably. Okay. <laughs> they passed the Harpig. <laughs> Probably Harperage, right? Harpage. No, that's just changing letters. That's subtracting them completely. (laughs) (laughs) They were near this reservoir when something unusual occurred. The night was August 17th, 1992, and the two... That's Robert De Niro's birthday! (laughs) I cannot. How do you just retain this information? I really don't. I really... I'm I'm worried, honestly. I'm not... Robert De Niro's birthday? Yeah, August 17th? Who else? 
Oh, I don't know. Are we going to play this game again? He's the most important one. So no one else matters. No one else matters. It is. That is his birthday. (laughs) Can you name what year he was born? Oh, fuck no. No, 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 no. Well, I would say, what, we're in 2023. I would say he's at least in We did this. We did this birthday. Roberts? Yes. Oh. August 17th. Oh. You, You got another person immediately. Oh. Well, Robert seemed more important. We talked about Austin Butler. Oh, my God. We did. Well, maybe that's why I remember Austin De Niro. (laughs) Okay, well, Austin De Niro, I would say he... Robert De Niro? (laughs) (laughs) This is so unhinged. (laughs) You said it twice, and I was just like... You did. I was like, did I hear that right? (laughs) Yeah, I had to... Robert De Niro's love child, Austin Austin De Niro. (laughs) I deleted him. Once I start adding new people in my mind, I sometimes like will delete if I have a multiple birthday. Like, I don't need all of them. The database can't handle it all. Yeah, I don't need all these. So I'll like, I'm like, oh, I gotta make room for uh, Khloe Kardashian's birthday. Okay, so we're gonna delete uh, Lauren Conrad's. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, you just you just do things. So on Robert De Niro, not Austin's birthday. Well, it was Austin's birthday, but it's not Austin De Niro's birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're only hurting yourself more. It was August 17th, but yes. now the year was 1992. Um, these two men saw what they noted as an unidentified shiny black object with no windows that seemed to be hovering in the sky in front of them. They described the object to be a two-tiered disc-shaped item that was an unidentified flying object. It was larger than the width of the road, but they said it did not resemble an aircraft or helicopter. Okay, so this is alien-related. This is my first actual alien-related question to you guys. I am aware, and I just... This is like a personal preference thing. I know that unidentified flying object is UFO, and UFO is unidentified flying object. But it feels like those are two entirely different things. Does that make sense? Yes. Because, like, if I say, I saw an unidentified flying object in the sky... That sounds like I could have seen something I'm unsure of and I want answers. But if I say I saw a UFO, people think I automatically think I saw an alien and I saw a spaceship. Even though I'm, those mean the same word. And so it's really difficult sometimes when I'm writing outlines because I don't want to just say UFO because people think that I automatically mean a spaceship. Mm -hmm. But the person's not sure they saw a spaceship. They literally just saw an unidentified object that was flying in the sky. So they called it an unidentified flying object. But then when you're writing that a million times, you're like, oh, I just want to shorten it and write UFO. But when I say UFO, it all of a sudden gets that annotation. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah, because it's literally the same. It is literally what it stands for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was saying that to someone else the other day. I was like, does the word unidentified flying object and UFO feel different? And they're like, yes, entirely. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right. I immediately think of a disc (laughs) when you say UFO. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so weird how that, like, we have sculpted our minds that way as people. So that's aliens. They said this unidentified flying object shone down, like, shined, shined, shone, 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 shone's a word, but shone, shone sounds bad. Shone seems weird. I think shone is right. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, because it's it's not not shone, it's not, it's not S-H-O-W-N, it's S-H-O-N-E, shone. But I feel like shining down sounds better than shown. Mm-hmm. It just sounds, shown sound. okay, whatever. So there was shining down a bright wall of light over their car. Both the men were awestruck and terrified. 
So they decided they were going to try to drive towards the object, but their car instead was like turning the opposite direction. So I'm terrified. Let's go next to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as it's turning around and they start realizing they're driving and they realize they're the opposite direction, they're like looking at the, the clock and all of a sudden an hour had passed. Like it felt like it was seconds to them, but it was an hour. It's as if their memory just blinked for a full hour. The men were so confused on what was happening, and so they were like, well, we must have blacked out and lost part of our memories. That's the only logical explanation at this point, which is, like, super common with alien themes, abductions, things like that, is you, like, lose your collection of memories. They eventually made it to the destination they were trying to get to, and it was supposed to be only, like, a 30-minute trip away wherever they were headed, and it ended up taking them well over two hours. So there was, like, some time lost there. Gary Wood said the next morning he had felt fatigued and he started having nightmares. The two men couldn't figure out where their missing time was, so they called up this dude named Malcolm Robinson. He's the creator of Strange Phenomena Investigations, also known as SPI. And uh, Malcolm tries to all the time disprove things like aliens, UFOs, poltergeists, stuff like that. So, like, they were like, hopefully he'll, like, talk some sanity into us and make us realize that we didn't see what we think we saw, right? Which I feel like when you're talking to someone that's meant to be a skeptic and meant to not believe, that almost makes you usually, I feel like, believe more because they're trying to argue with you. And I personally think when I'm talking with someone like that, like they're pointing out all the things that couldn't be and my mind will purposely find the ways to make me feel more sane. So I'm like, well, here's a solution to that problem that you're presenting. Does that make sense? Yeah, like when when some well, that's what I do with like ghost stories. I'm like, well, like science could change that mm-hmm. a little bit, like just slightly. I don't know. Like I, just, the more someone tries to tell me something's not real, I'm like, well, I'm gonna find out the reasons it could be. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. The opposites. <laughs> so both Wood and Wright, the two dudes, claimed that while they went under hypnotic suggestion, that they said when they drove towards the light, it gave them some feelings of shocking pain. And that was probably because the aliens had brought them onto their ship for a mysterious examination. Now, these two men, when they did this hypnosis, they went to separate rooms. And this was at, like, separate events and everything. But they had the same story and the same scenarios, which people thought was really, really odd. Because usually there would be, like, some differences between these stories and stuff. But that kind of made it more believable was the fact that they had the same story. And it, like, wasn't rehearsed. So the men say that their cars had been hit by that light. They were approached by six humanoid characters who then placed them on a stretch that began hovering above the ground. Then, once they were, like, up in the spaceship or whatever, they were convulsing because they received electric shock. So after that, one of the guys, Colin, told the story. He remembers he was led to a chair where he was stripped naked and he underwent a physical examination from the creatures. He said afterwards he was imprisoned in a glass container where a device had a triangular head and two red lights that rose up from the floor and began to scan him. He said his right eye was examined at one point and he felt something he described as a red hot poker out of pain like touch the center of his eye. That's fucking awful. Gary said he remembers there was like some buzzing around him. And a black lens that examined his body. He said there were 20 to 30 creatures within the spacecraft. And they had what looked like, to him, Native American markings below their eyes, like, painted on their face. 
He said one of the creatures then told Gary that humans were more advanced than them in many ways, but the human potential had been capped. So, like, that's why they're, like, trying to examine this, I guess. I guess. Both men recalled that the creatures continued to use the word sanctuary repeatedly throughout the entire experience. Now, these men have never changed their stories since that event. And the whole story, like when it got talked about and everything, it used to be classified. But then they unclassified the documents and they released them. Uh, The British government did this in 2012. And they revealed also that the Ministry of Defense had taken this abduction story so seriously that they investigated it and they actually filed an official report upon it. Ministry of Defense. <laughs> Sounds Harry Pottery. I know yeah, that's does. what I was thinking immediately. <laughs> it's just so. Funny. I love how anytime we like are describing something as something else, we always put e at the end. Harry Pottery. That's what you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the A seventy. Do you guys think these men were abducted? Do you guys think aliens touched down that day? Yep. You believe it? Yep. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> listen, and I listen. I believe in aliens like wholeheartedly but I do think just because they had like they were under hypnosis and gave the same story they had plenty of time after the supposed abduction before the hypnosis to like talk about their experiences and it doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen but I feel like their individual stories could have influenced each other's which is why like they line up so much I don't know Usually you're not able to bring in like outside thoughts. You're, yes. You're the the concept of your hypnosis mind. is yeah. Like, yeah. True. But, but I'm also a little leery about hypnosis anyway. Oh well, there. Yeah. It, well, a lot of it's been disproven. But Mando's wrong, so. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely potential for me to be very wrong. <laughs> I... On that note. <laughs> okay, so story number two. The Fisherville story. I tried to pick ones that I don't think you would know, Mando. So I don't know. Do you know this one? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> it was a nice, calm day in mm, Shenandoah. Shenandoah, really? Corey and I were just there. Shenandoah. The back. last time we yep. went to Virginia. You've never been to Virginia. Yeah, it was in Vermont. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice, calm winter day in the Shenandoah Valley of Rockingham County, Virginia. Uh, up until the day of December 21st, 1964. A man named Harris Burns was on Route 250 before his car started acting up. This story caused a lot of chaos over what happened and for the next year of what people, like, report. The story that I'm going to tell you about this Shenandoah Valley. It's such a fun word now that I know it. (laughs) Shenandoah. You never sang the song? There's a song. Wait, what is the song? I don't remember the song. Well, no, you gotta find it now, kid. Now I remember it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, in the last episode, we talked about my Starbucks days. This this has a point, I promise, this little mini story. <laughs> okay. So, in the last episode with Jimmy, I talked about my Starbucks days, and I decided to post on the Instagram, I'm going to send it to you guys, on, or I'm going to, like, post on the Instagram, to compile some of my Starbucks memories I have, 
because it's a little chaotic and you guys heard from the episode how chaotic my Starby's life was. Well, <clears throat> I needed to find the right kind of music to really sum up that Starbucks adventure, right? And I knew what song I wanted to play. Like I was adamant and I wanted that song. I'm going to, it doesn't have words. So I wanted that song where it's like, Okay, well, when you don't fucking know the song, you can't type in can can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I was like, Google, what's that song that's dun 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 dun. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. No. So I was like, fuck. And I was like, is it a classical song? It doesn't sound classical. I don't. know. So instead, I typed into Google, and this is how I have the song that I have that is now on it, and this is how I picked what I picked. I ended up picking the song that's in the Hall of the Mountain King. Here's how I picked this song, though. I said, Google, what's that song that just keeps getting faster and it induces anxiety every time you listen to it? I think it's classical. (laughs) I think it's classical. (laughs) And that is what Google told me was the song, and I was like, all right, that's the song I'll use. (laughs) That's that's why it just keeps speeding up in the video. I was like, well, that's a very stressful song. Yeah, that makes sense. So I did compile that. And I I thought that was really funny. Speaking of songs, like having to find shit. That's how I found my song. Typing into Google, what causes anxiety? (laughs) Apparently that song. Okay. So this story about um, the Fisherville. So it's the story of this man, um... Harris Burns and what happened to him. So his encounter was published in a lot of newspapers from the Valley all the way to Richmond. But the version we're specifically going to talk about, it's from Flying Saucer Investigating Committee of Akron, Ohio, which I know that sounds kind of weird because this is all the way in Ohio when the story happened in Virginia. Trust me, it made the most sense. Okay. So Burns was near the Woodrow Wilson Center when he saw a metallic object coming from the north. He said the unidentified flying object passed over him, and when it did, it caused his car engine to stop working. It was abrupt, and so when the car, like, just quit working all of a sudden, he was like, A, like, what the fuck? But then he was like, okay, well, um, I, I, I want to get out of the car and go follow that because that's stressful, right? So he noticed that the craft landed in a field only about 100 yards away from the road. So he got out of his vehicle, he started walking towards the craft to see what would happen. Which, again, why did you... That, yeah. No. I'm terrified. Let's go next to it. <laughs> so he described it as an upside-down spinning top toy. He said it was about 125 feet wide and about 90 feet high. Burns claimed to see a bluish glow from under the object, but he couldn't see any doors, windows, landing gear, landing gear or people inside. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, love the accent. <laughs> Landing gal. I was on the phone with someone today and I had to say the letter N and I was like N and they were like N and I was like N and they were like N and I kept saying it and they're like I don't know if you're saying like to go in something or the letter N or something by the way you have an accent and I was just like "Uh, let's move on bitch And as in also, that's a listener that I was on the phone with, so she's going to hear that. She'll be like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> After about 60 to 90 seconds, the craft made a whooshing sound and flew straight up. And then it was gone. What is that? What is that word? What is that? What is, onomatopoeia? Where the word is the sound of the word? Like, bam. Uh, yes, it is. You're right. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> Love that word. Onomatopoeia. It almost it's sounds bad. It's fun to say, too. Onomatopoeia. It's just so fun. It's a good word. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> it kind of sounds dirty. Yeah, that's what I said. I know. Like, now that you said it, I hear it. <laughs> so 
So Burns decided that he wasn't going to tell anyone about this encounter and this experience beyond, like, obviously going home and telling his wife. Which, that's usually a telltale sign that maybe it's true. Because, like, if you don't want to talk about it, like, you're too scared or something. You're not looking for the the fame, the story behind it and stuff like that, right? However, Mm -hmm. a few days later, he saw a report by WSVA, which is apparently, like, a local Virginia-based radio station, where they reported that someone else talked about seeing an unidentified flying object over at the Eastern Mennonite College. So he's like, hmm, okay, well, that's crazy. Um, it, it was like a whole club, though, that's going to talk about it. So he's like, I'm going to attend that club, right? Like, I'm going to go and see what they have to say. So Burns goes and he attends it and he started telling his story because it's kind of like a, a help group for people that believe in UFOs, kind of. Like, that's the best way to describe it, like a support group. So he goes, he starts telling his story and Jim Ship of WSVA was there and he interviewed Burns about his sighting. There was also a professor at EMU who was there and he was in the UFO, UFO club. So he went to the landing site with a Geiger counter and he reportedly picked up readings of over 60,000 counts per minute, which is high. And the sighting was reported to the Project Blue Book at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Project Blue Book in the, um, kind of in the archives. Kind of. Yeah, it's there. Find it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, just, just search around. Lurk for everything aliens. Okay. <laughs> that was a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. So the agents from Project Blue Book were sent out to investigate the area. And when they arrived, they were notified that there were some military investigators who were there also to learn about the landing. So it was kind of like, hmm, that's suspicious. Why would the military be here unless they believed it? Right. So Burns saw this. And at the end of the and that was at the end of December when he saw this. Okay, like his experience happened in December. We all remember that. Right. Like December. Okay. Well, the agents from Project Blue Book didn't get there till mid-January. So from December to mid-January, that's like not a really big time frame. That's like only a few weeks at this point, right? Like if you're talking the last week of December, mid-January, that's maybe three weeks max, right? Not a big time frame. Not a lot can happen in three weeks, you would assume, right? A lot happened. There were a lot more sightings. Like, quite a few of them took place between Harrisonburg and Staunton. So we had a whole conversation about Staunton. It's apparently... Stanton. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. Like, yeah. Well, apparently, Stanton. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Harrison Morgan Stanton. So, one of these was this 10-year-old kid who claimed he saw a metallic ship type thing in the sky over Waynesboro. Um, and that was, like, really close to where the Burns sighting happened. So, that was kind of like a plus one believing in Burns. There was an article that was dated February 1st, 1965 from the journal Herald newspaper in Dayton, Ohio, and it said, almost daily Virginians are reporting UFO sightings and some claim to see Martians running around at night. There were different newspapers from Augusta County and even Richmond that were referencing armed groups patrolling the roads looking for UFOs, which were probably the military, not Project Blue Book, but... The Journal Herald even mentioned there was an encounter where a man dressed up as an alien for a joke and was almost shot by three people one night because he was trying to, like, pretend to be a Martian. Oh, my God. Nice. Why would you do that? (laughs) It's like that one episode of Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like Malcolm in the Middle. Can you tell? Yeah. I fell down down this hole the other day on the internet. When do you not? (laughs) 
Do you remember all those stories about Frankie Muniz losing his memories? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you know that was all fake? I didn't. Really? Okay. I'm going to really shorten it, but this is one of the most interesting, like, celebrity fake stories that I've learned in the recent years. So what happened was he was on a talk show and someone was trying to make him recall a very specific memory from Malcolm in the Middle. And he makes a joke being like, I don't have my memories from back then. Meaning like, I don't have every single one. Mm -hmm. However, the way he worded it, people thought he lost his memories. And this occurred not long. So he retired from acting, if you guys know this, and he became a race car driver. Well, while racing, he got in a very serious car accident. After this car accident, he started having these very serious mini strokes, mm-hmm. okay? And growing up, he had persistent migraines, even during filming. Now, people thought these mini strokes were actually this um, thing that was wrong with his head and that it had nothing to do with the migraines, but actually, the car accident had nothing to do with all this. It just got worse as he got older. However, he had the car accident when he was older. So he went to a doctor who mixed up his medical files. And they said he had this disease. So when he went on one of these talk shows a few years later, he was like, oh, I have this disease. And that's why I have many strokes. And that's what it is. It wasn't many strokes. It was migraines that were affecting his motor skills. Okay. So he never was having many strokes. He was having very severe migraines. But he did not know that. Well, then rewind to what I just said he had that other interview where someone asked him to recall his memories and they made it sound like he couldn't recall his memories so then they were like well he has strokes and he can't remember his memories and he had that car accident he has a disease where he lost all of his memories Mm -hmm. and then he tried to clear the air by being like hey so I found out um my medical history isn't what I thought it was here's what it actually is and actually I do have my memories like I just don't remember every single moment because I was on the show for seven fucking seasons It was, like, 11 years of my life. Like, I don't remember every single moment. However, no one cared to correct their story after that. So the story of him losing his memories and him having strokes is all the media cared about. And you have to, like, dig to find out everything I just said. Like, it's... I had to go through, like, five different articles to find all that out. And it's all just fake. Like, it's not real. Isn't that that crazy? Yes, that's (laughs) wild. Because how I decided to go on a Frankie Muniz thing was because... Some girl was posting how it's crazy. Um, what are those things um, where you pay a celebrity? Cameo. <laughs> cameo. So celebrities pick their own price on Cameo. Mm-hmm. And this girl was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with Black Veil Brides. Did you know Andy Black's Cameo is only like $110 or something like that? So you get like this clip from Andy Black for, you know, X amount of money. I was, like, looking up Andy Beersack, and I was like, whoa, that's true. He is only, like, $100, which is crazy because a lot of people were pretty expensive. And I was like, I want to see all the people that are, like, under $100. Who thinks that they should be cheap? Which, by the way, Andy Beersack, 70% of his proceeds go to, like, this bat foundation for, like, bats in the sky. Aw, that's Love so that. nice. Love that for him. So I was doing this, and then when I came across someone who was, like, $70 was Frankie Muniz, and I was like, oh, that's crazy because I thought he doesn't have memories. What would, like he talk about what would his thing be and so that's how I fell down the hole he also owns a company out in like New Mexico or somewhere where they package up um not wine um oils but when I say oils not like essential I mean like olive oils and like truffle oils and stuff like that and he posts about it on his Instagram and 90% of the time he's in there working and you can just go into the place and meet him oh 
that's so, so humble. like normal. Yeah. I love re- hearing about celebrities just being normal people. <laughs> um, yeah. I have one more normal that I want to tell you guys. Um, I know this whole episode's off the rails, so I don't care. Halloween month is going to be off the rails. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun month. We're doing this on purpose. Did you guys know? Did you guys watch One Tree Hill? Yes. No. Okay. Well, I, you know the girl that plays Peyton? I can't think of her real name right now. Hillary Burton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> I can't think of her name. Hillary Burton. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, Hillary Burton. Uh, and you know, he's kind of hot. He's an old man. Um, Kylie knows his name. He was in a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy, but I know him as Sam and Dean Winchester's dad. He has three names. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh my okay. God, yes. <laughs> he has three names. <laughs> Did you help your own memory? <laughs> oh my God. I love him so okay. much. Did okay. you know Hillary Burton and Jeffrey Dean Morgan own a whiskey company together? I did not know or that. Or like, maybe it's not whiskey. It's some sort of alcohol company together. Like spirit. Yeah. And they randomly will do tastings together. And so like, they'll like go to like, maybe like, not a Whole Foods, but like somewhere that sells their whiskey. Maybe a Whole Foods. I don't know. They'll just go to one of these places and they'll be like, hey guys, we're doing tastings. Like these Like a be- normal person yes. that goes out and does like marketing for their business. Isn't that wild? I would shit my pants if I saw him. I would I don't even care which one I would see I'd shit my pants for both of them separately or together that's fucking crazy and I might be wrong but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say one of the dudes from Vampire Diaries has a similar thing where he like owns Ian. something does, is it Ian? Ian, Ian. owns he something he owns something yeah and he remember. does normal people things that was a isn't it a whiskey company? I think is it is whiskey also? I yeah. think so everyone's just getting into the alcohol biz yeah I get it though Except yeah. Frankie. I need oils. Brian Cranston to do something so I can find a place to meet him. Really want to meet him. <laughs> Not because Malcolm in the Middle. I just really like Brian Cranston. I think he's cool. Okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're so off the rails. So we're still telling the Fishers, Fishersville story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where we left off was that there were all these people like pretending to be aliens. There were all these people telling these stories. They're relaying stories all over the sides of Virginia at this point. And they're telling newspaper articles. They're telling anyone that will listen, right? Like, okay. It got so bad that one of the Augusta County Sheriffs, John Kent, said, this thing's completely gone out of hand. Like, no, no, this is just, it's, it's too much at this point. He's like, no, it's, it's out of hand. Well, during this time, you have to remember, I said Kel- Kelly Blue Book. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is immediately what I think of every time so we say Blue Book Project. The Blue Book Project. Project Blue Book. You know, that one. Not <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. The other one. That bitch Kelly. She knew what she was doing. So between this time, Project Blue Book, okay, the time when this happens is 64 to 65. But Project Blue Book, between 1952 and 1969, investigated over 12,000 UFO sightings. So, like... That's kind of a lot. They were busy. Yeah. This was a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. lot. And um, 701 of those, like, sightings was listed as an unexplained event, according to their official reports. So, technically, up to, like, 700 of them, they believe to be real. So, I want to do some math real quick. How many years? Uh, 69 minus 52 is 17 years times 365 days. Okay. So the years that I just mentioned, 
that's only 6,200 days and there was 12,000 sightings. Think of just how, that would be like two people reporting every day. But obviously yeah. there was more than that. Like in a sense, like one day would have zero, 12 the next day type thing. Right. That's just crazy to think that's only 6,000 days with 12,000 reportings. So crazy. Well, this report ended up becoming one of the unexplained. Okay. Now it, that wasn't all of it though. Like there wasn't, it wasn't always an unexplained. It became unexplained. Then they said they solved it. And then they later were like, eh, maybe though. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So like that, that wasn't, nah. So there were tons of stories that were emerging and different people were seeing different things all while they're trying to hold an investigation, the military and Project Blue Book. So it's like a shit show at this point because they're like trying to lay low. Well, the Blue Book people are. Everyone else is like walking around with guns. The, the Blue Book people are like trying to blend in and pretend to be normal civilians and get the story. Meanwhile, every person and their mom is telling a story about what they're seeing. So the hype was making everything really hard to find out what's like true information and trying to track things down and stuff and who just like wants the attention at this point. So in the end, they kind of like closed the case down specifically because of the hype and because they wanted to only focus on like the original stories so that the validity wouldn't get like convoluted. Wow, that was a good sentence by me. You did so well. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. It was a really good sentence. Holy (laughs) shit, I'm turned on by myself. (laughs) But they just wanted to know what was happening in the valley. So according to Project Blue Book, between December 1964 and May of 65, there were 50 reported UFO sightings in the Shenandoah Valley. And the Blue Book ended up keeping a few agents in the valley all the way until the summer of 65 to try to figure out what it was but in the end it was listed as an unexplained event so this whole time i was like how do i get a job just investigating shit like this and then you kept saying the military and i was like oh yeah i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) never mind i don't want to get paid like that well the military are the ones getting paid the other people all these ufo people are living in their parents basements probably probably yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah also because to be a member of these things like it's expensive the yearly membership and stuff it's it's pretty decent price like it's like an official club where you have to pay to be a part of it kylie name some of these clubs right now name me one nicap oh 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 oh, those those (laughs) well there we go is one too yeah yeah i was specifically not gonna name mufon because it's later in the episode oh shit kylie remembered it so that's funny (laughs) no i remember those i thought you were talking about the one club that was in this episode oh that we earlier discussed yeah well, I want to see how much is like a membership to these things. Let's like vi- let's let's look it up. Real I'm gonna quick. I'm gonna Google that too, and then I'm gonna get the weirdest like Amazon. Right. Okay. <laughs> like Timu is like oh you like aliens? Here you go. All right. It's about six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. Your membership includes. <clears throat> Which one is this too? Uh, MUFON. Okay. An official membership card for annual members only. You get the monthly MUFON e journal. You get regular email updates. You get access to members-only sections of the website. You get access to the Observer Network and MUFON's new social network for members only. You get access to the new state-of-the-art, ever-evolving UFO sighting geographical map that's available nowhere else. Nowhere else. 
And then an optional add-on you can get is $29 annually for a hard copy of the MUFON journal mailed directly to your house. All right. So that's way cheaper than what I thought it would be. Yeah, That's the basic version. Okay. Then there's the enhanced version, which is $10 a month or $120 a year. That's still cheap. And for this one, you also get live streams of the annual MUFON synopsisms. <laughs> that's you, a fun word. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it looks like that's the only thing that's added. Okay. Then there's the VIP membership, which is $300 a year, and there's no other option. So you get all the things I said before, plus the annual thing, plus the MUFON television network station. And they are not accepting orders currently for VIP from the Europe or UK area only. Well, that's a little weird. You also don't get a training manual if you sign up for VIP because they assume you're already training. Trained. <laughs> Obviously. Well, duh. So for the third one, I figure we have to talk about the day family abduction. It's not long. It's a really short one. But it's just like unusual. Okay. All right. It's weird because something okay. will come up later. We'll, we'll talk about the days. Okay. Also, I don't think I uh, believe in the last one. Oh, did I not ask? No. Nope. No, you didn't. Do you guys believe? Um, <laughs> no. I'm a little on the fence. I think the first report could be true, but I think everything after that was just mass hysteria. Yes. Yes. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. I was yeah. actually going to say that. We're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Same. There's definitely <laughs> some... Uh, I want the attention here. Yes, well, yeah, especially yeah. with people actually dressing up in costume. Right. Which that actually surprises me that someone would do that, not thinking that that's actually putting them in danger. Because when, like, War of the Worlds came out. Never seen on, it. <gasps> well, <laughs> the radio, when it came out. like wasn't what? It, it was a radio program, wasn't it? Is it Tom Cruise in it? What? What are you talking? I'm talking about like the one from like back when people used to listen to stories on radios and TV was not around yet. Mando keeps talking about. We're really talking about different things. I'm talking about the movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah, You're talking, talking about, about what? <laughs> the story. No, back in the day, like before TV, there was like War of the Worlds, right? I may, sure. I, I may be completely fucking this up and need to Google it. But there was, like, a radio story about aliens that when, like, they played it for the first time, people thought that it was true and were, like, going insane and killing themselves. What? Because they thought... This is like when Justin Bieber smoked pot and people started killing themselves. What? That's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be- believers were really upset, what? so they started, like, committing... Like I'm sorry, suicide? pot is not that bad, or like a thing to kill yourself over. If and someone now he's else like a big doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. But no, like people back then when they first heard that radio broadcast, they didn't realize that it was just a story, like a story time story. They thought yeah. that it was an actual broadcast, and that aliens were invading, so they were like killing themselves. What? No, I have no idea about this. Nope. Uh, but I know the Tom Cruise movie, and I've never seen it. You I haven't. Seen it seen it either oh my god <laughs> you know where i really want to go speaking of aliens i want to go to roswell and see things because like do you guys know they, it's now like an amusement center in a sense yeah and like to give you an example the mcdonald's in roswell is shaped like a ufo like, what inside a ufo and so, oh, yeah that like, is cool everything about there is like it's it's hokey nowadays it's i want to go touristy mm-hmm. yeah i want to go it looks they're fun definitely fun. capitalizing on that oh, absolutely i don't give two smart fucks if they want that's to. smart do of it. them though 
I want take to. my money. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to go. It, it looks fun. Looks like a good good hangout. Good time. So we're gonna do number three, the Day family. Uh, on Day is their last name, so it's not like the day this family got taken. The Day family got taken. Yeah, you you see what I'm you're getting it. <laughs> All right, whatever, moving on. It was a seemingly normal evening, as they all are. This was in 1974. John and Susan Day were returning to their Essex home with their three children after a day out. They were driving home, but along the way, something must have happened, because when the family got home, they noted that it took a bit longer than it should have, but no one can recount why there was missing time. Days later, the family all began to have similar complaints about nightmares that were reoccurring with creatures with large eyes. Eventually, the father, John Day, decided to agree to a hypnosis session in hopes of finding answers to the family's question. He said when hypnotized, he recalled driving into some sort of a strange mist and when he came out of it, that, like, there was some, uh, some things, right? He said while in it, there was a bright light that started to lift the family car off the road and into some sort of a spaceship of sorts. The next thing he recalled was standing in a giant room with three tall creatures that were dressed in tight silver gray one-piece outfits that had baklava-type helmets on that covered the bottom of their faces. Baklava? Balaclava. Baklava is a good food. Man, I love baklava. Me too. I really want some baklava. Yeah. But uh, if you don't know what a... Balaclava? Balaclava. If you don't know what that type of helmet is, you need to look it up because I'm going to bring it up a lot for the rest of the episode, Isn't actually. it like the ones in Star like, Wars? Aren't they kind of like ski masks, but this is helmet form of ski masks? Hold on. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> they said that these helmets covered the bottom of their faces and they could see their eyes and they were bright pink with no eyelids. That does not sound... That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound well, like any type of alien I've ever heard. No eyelids does. Bright really pink like. eyes, bright though? I don't like eyes? that. I've not yeah. heard of that before. I could maybe see red eyes, but pink? Pink's a little out there. Mm-hmm. That's like an anime girl up at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, John assumed that these people... Oh, nope. Not people. Communication. I mean, no. Creatures. <laughs> <laughs> When you said they, because <laughs> the next word is the next two. <laughs> and I knew I wanted the letter C, so I was like, I'll just name a different C word. I'll get there. I didn't get there. John assumed these creatures communicated with him telepathically because he knew what they wanted him to do. As he made his way through a doorway into another room, he laid on what looked like an operating table that was in the room already. He said, a metal arm swung over me, scanning my body. John recalled this and claimed that the three other creatures entered the room also. Uh, So now there's six creatures. Okay. Because there were the three really tall ones and then these new three ones. And they were shorter in height and they proceeded to poke at him with pen-like objects. It's not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They didn't even (laughs) ask. Nope. John then recalls walking through the ship and noticing how all the furniture was molded to the wall. He says he remembered seeing a table with a pile of cubes with magnets on them, and they looked like some sort of a game. The next thing he knew, he was back in his car driving on his journey home with his family. Susan, his wife, refused to be hypnotized, but she did talk about her memories that she had of the incident in an interview later. She stated she remembered being covered temporarily in a mauve liquid then was then was she prodded by pens by several small creatures i could not read that sentence very well she was prodded with pens 
by several like he was yeah she stated she screamed before a tall being with another balaclava type hat on put his hand on my forehead after that she claims everything went black Hmm. all right guys is it real or not did the days get taken there are no stories about what the kids said by the way see i was waiting for that yeah because i feel like kids are gonna be way more honest yep yeah I don't know, but that, um, the mauve liquid and then being, like, prodded reminded me of the scene in Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Where... Wait, whose story is that? Whose story is that? We've covered it in the archives. It What's his name? The tea. Give me a second. We just talked about this I know. at my birthday dinner. Um, Travis Walton. Yes. Yes. Good job, um, but it I re- did it. I did it, guys. I got one right. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, it reminded me of, like, his little, like, scene where they cover him in that like skin yes type sheet <laughs> that movie scares the shit out of me but the thing is is that's the only part of this that sounds real like the pink eyes mm-hmm. like everything else this one doesn't yeah. match up for what we believe however we always act like aliens can only look like one specific type because some people will be like well that wasn't the same type of aliens that most people have seen I'm sorry, guys. Are we believing that if we already are believing in aliens, that there's only one type of aliens is now our new thing? No. Like, where did we draw the lines that if aliens exist, there can only be one type? That Mm -hmm. seems a little silly. At that point, I would think there has to be a minimum of uh, four to seven million types. At least. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many types of sharks there are, you guys? Actually, I don't, but I would like to know. Do you have that information? No, I don't. Or just, like, even house cats. Do you know how many types of house cats there are? Yeah, or dogs. or Like, come any, on. Anything, really. Yeah. Come on. So I decided to put this one in here because this story in the alien world sometimes is referred to as the holy grail of alien stories. It is so revered that the X-Files recreated an entire episode, like, talking about this encounter. So that's a pretty big deal, right? That, that Yeah. So do either of you know it? No. Amanda? I mean, maybe. The name of the person in this story sounds so familiar. So yes. that's what I thought. And I was like, okay, I think I know it. Once I started getting into it, I know it. But I do know it because of X-Files. Because that's I love X-Files. Yeah, I might know it thinking about X-Files. But, but I don't think I knew it all going into this. This is one of those. I'm surprised I don't think I knew that much. Okay. So it's an Australian story. So we're going down under. Kelly Cahill is the woman in the story. She was a victim of a potential abduction. She went on to not only tell the world her story, but she wrote a book about it. And, like, that was a big deal to the UFO community because she talks about her entire experience. So, you're like, obviously she wanted the recognition, right? That makes it fake. Because anyone that goes out seeking recognition for their alien story or their skinwalker story, that that makes it super non-believable, right? Like, you guys agree? Yes. Usually. Um, So here's what makes the story weird. A, Kelly wasn't alone, but also there were like random people in this story that don't even know Kelly and didn't know that Kelly came forward and they had the same story and they came forward and it was multiple separate people with the same story that none of them had any linking ties to one another. But they all have the exact same story. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Kelly was with her husband at the time, Andrew, and they were in their car driving when this incident took place. Okay. Now I said there's other people. There are other witnesses that corroborate the story. 
So that night, where she's driving is a road, obviously, where cars are. So she's in one car with her husband. There's another car a little bit further down the road. And then there's another car a little bit further than that. None of these cars know each other. None of these people. Between those two cars, there's four more people. So there's six people in this story. None of these six people, like, between the separate cars know each other. They all have the exact same story. And they had never met or talked. Kelly and Andrew. They were driving on a cold winter night of August 7th, 1993, which sounds like a fake sentence, but remember, we're on the other side of the globe, so that's winter. Right. Because right away when I typed this, I was like, oh, I typed the wrong thing. No. August is winter. <laughs> so it's the end of winter there, and um, it was August 7th, and they were on the Belgrave Hallam Road in Narwarren. I don't know. It's a suburb of Melbourne, Australia. So they were driving to a friend's house and Kelly says she saw a row of five or six large orange lights in a distinct circular shape like nothing she had ever seen before. Kelly tried to laugh off the incident and tell herself she was just seeing things because like, you know, it's late, she's tired, whatever, whatever her reason is. However, they get to their friend's house, they hang out, whatever. And then later her and Andrew are heading home that night and it's closer to midnight at this point and she sees the same thing in the sky again. But this time, the lights that were in front of them were, like, hanging above the road, like, almost hovering in the sky. She said, I could then see the orange lights were windows, and I could make out some figures standing behind the portals. Kelly said, the object in the sky flew away at an incredible speed, but not long after that, they saw it appear once again on the side of the road this time, like, still hovering in the air. Kelly says when they saw it again, it was as if something changed. Her memory then went black and their car traveled hundreds of meters down the road, but neither Kelly nor Andrew have any memory of driving the car or how they got further down the road. Now, in the days and weeks that followed this incident, she claimed she found strange marks on her body, including a small triangular wound below her belly button, and she began experiencing stomach pains and night visitations from tall black hooded figures with lightly glowing red eyes. She later says that, like, that's almost like a nightmare that's fueling mm-hmm. her. She doesn't totally believe that, like, real people were visiting her or real creatures. But, like, she does have a memory of them. So it could have been real, but it could have been just, like, a memory. Like, or, like, even, like, a, a nightmare. She didn't, she said she couldn't specify between that. Okay? So keep that in mind. So through hypnosis, she says she was able to unlock her missing time. She said her husband had pulled over. They got out of the car to get a better look at the unidentified flying object in the sky above them. But further up the road, another car had parked and its occupants were standing on the edge of the field trying to get a glimpse of the thing in the sky also. Kelly said a tall, thin figure appeared to emerge from the UFO and Kelly telepathically heard its communication saying, let's kill them. Okay. Go like that. (laughs) Escalation. Well, I mean, that's very different than what you normally hear. Yeah. But that's what I I would imagine. It's normally very, like, researchy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some bad aliens. (laughs) Those are the mean ones. Now, instead of that, however, some of the other thin beings appeared and they unleashed some sort of energy force that knocked Kelly to the ground and she shouted to her husband, warning, they've got no souls. They're evil. They're going to kill us. So, that's what she recounts. Which... That seems... That seems... Just weird. Kylie's going to get sick of me. So it reminds me of that one South Malcolm. Park episode. Oh. It, was either, it was either Malcolm in the Middle, South Park, or what's that other one? It's Always, always Sunny. sunny. Yep. There's this episode of South Park where 
the space aliens. People probably know what I'm talking about already. Aliens come to visit. There's this guy. I think he's called like, uh, not Galaknar. What is his name? It has like a, a innuendo to it. Either way, he comes and visits and he stole all this like space money and all this stuff. And then <laughs> um, I think it's Mr. Marsh. He's like there and he sees them. And then this and he is holding human race hostage in a sense. And then the space government comes and they're like, hey, we're looking for this guy. They say the crazy name. And they're like, have you guys seen him? And Stan Marsh is like, nope, we've never seen him come here. And, and the space alien government are like, so we're the first aliens you've never seen, but you're not like weirded out by that. And then Stan's like, oh, crazy. Oh my God, yeah, you're aliens. Oh no, we're freaking out. Because <laughs> he has to like pretend he's not being held hostage by an alien. But then you find out that the space government's not real and neither is the other guy because the whole thing is that they uh, achieved warp light speed because they built a matchbox car using uh, illegal items and Stan and his dad like achieved warp speed and they are this like alien race that's trying to find smarter people but they're like humans are idiots we're cutting you guys off from the rest of the world so now we never have alien invasions because we were too stupid to pass the alien test and human race is cut off from the rest of existence in the world. I mean, I could, I could see that. Or like in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's probably what really happened. Probably. Yeah, that sounds. And the aliens sounds that do right. land here, it's by accident. They're like trying to get directions and then they land and they're like, oh, fuck, it's the human race. Let's go. Let's go. Jesse, Jesse, get in the fucking vehicle. Jesse, get in the UFO now. <laughs> we got to go back Don't to Don't talk Mars. to these people. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> they're pulling out their cell phones again. Jesse, get in the car. It's not a car it's a ufo well they probably have a different name what if we've been calling them ufos all this year all these years and like to them the word is like carrot and they're like get in the carrot right <laughs> <laughs> no for real though that's a good like, that's like a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. so kelly and her husband were interviewed later about this event and they were questioned about it too like numerous times by tons of different people like all these articles like everything because people were trying to find these people in these other cars that night because they were like, wait, there are more people. Well, finally, they find these people. People came forward and stuff like that. And all these stories were super similar and they lined up with Kelly's story entirely. And some of these people had their own little details from the experience that they could remember um, from when they were inside the mysterious craft and they had their own like memory lapses and they had missing time. And their stories were about being strapped to a table and examined even weirder are you ready the women in the other cars also had similar triangular wounds near their navels in the same spot and other strange marks that lined up with kelly's also the other people in these other cars like some of them were like really reputable people like they were like lawyers and stuff they weren't just like regular joes nah they were lawyers <laughs> they were smart people college degrees <laughs> um so that's that one do you guys believe that whole thing about the matching scarification yeah. moments when these people didn't know and each they other? They didn't know each that's other. That's yeah. wild. I that's, think I believe that one. Yeah, that definitely seems way more plausible. Like, I think that's why that's the holy grail. Yeah, they would have had no communication. And well, didn't like, aren't there stories of aliens like harvesting like eggs? Ha oh, to well, that true. or even like testing our body parts like what if that was a part what if they were 
putting like some sort of a device there and when mm-hmm. it you know it like takes part yeah. of your skin what if they were testing human dna or something have you guys ever seen what a dna looks like yeah yes fucking weird i thought it would look way different like a real dna not like a bill nye picture not like the double the weird helix. the ladder double helix thing yeah I saw a real DNA not that long ago, and I was like, what? I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> I just, it's not, like, that crazy or anything. I just, it wasn't what I thought. Mm. It looks like I was waiting for a neon rainbow double helix that has the <laughs> words, like, gamma on it or whatever those letters are. It doesn't look like that. No. Obviously. Um. So how far away, did it say, like, the distance from them to the craft? Because I feel like they would have had to have been pretty close for her to be able to see like aliens moving around in the windows yeah well okay wait 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 wait, wait. no she doesn't say like she sees them full on she's like just seeing them in the window shadows so like imagine when you know you're you can oh you can kind sorry i must spill my drink everyone (laughs) (laughs) you can kind of see like if you're like at the end of a street and yeah. you know you can be a few like a, 200 or so meters away if someone's lights are on you yeah. can see a shadow walk past see a window movement. and stuff okay. and especially if it's like an orangey tone I feel like colors makes it even a little bit easier yes. to see yeah those like shadowy tones so I feel like you could have been a decent ways away would you guys have pulled over and gotten out like yeah probably yeah Okay, I would have stopped. I would have stopped. I think. And watched it. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, in these situations, I'd be like, oh, I know the smart thing to do. Or, like, it's when you lead, watch yeah. that movie Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, and, like, you see, like, him noticing the neighbor's a serial killer, I'm always like, well, the logical thing is I would turn him over to the police. I would stop doing this. But then I'm like, I know who I am as a person, and I would have been Shia, and I would have snuck into his house also and gotten trapped in there on accident. I know who I am as a person, and as much as I would love to believe I am logical and I will do the correct thing in the right moment, can we not remember I chased down someone that I saw yeah, murder someone? I do remember that. Um, but no, yeah. So like, I like to think that I would do the right thing, and I wouldn't the have safe, pulled over or something. The safe thing. But I'm um, in the pursuit of knowledge, and I'm stupid, and I'm extremely adrenaline junkied and I'm also just like a fuck around and find out type bitch. Mm -hmm. So no, I definitely would have pulled over. I probably actually would have been like, drive through the field and let's get closer. Oh (laughs) no, that would give me so much anxiety. I feel like if if it were me and Jackson and this happened, I I don't know if I would want to like turn around because I'm not going to want to drive towards it, right? But I'm going to want to turn... If it was behind me, I would want to turn around and park. And just watch. And just watch and then figure out what I'm going to do. But I think, like... I feel like in this scenario, Jackson would be like, let's get closer. And I'd be like, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) Like, I will leave you (laughs) right now. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, hey, Mando? Hmm. Um, did I meet Jackson? Yeah, you we you've asked this before <laughs> after you have met him. Um, Here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple times, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, wait, I've met you more than once? Yeah. What? Yes. No, I met you like the la- this last time at this party most recently when my dog was feeling really horny. No, the first time you met me is when you were like Halloween party. saying my name weird, which I can't say cuz I don't want people to know. Yeah, me. I make fun of do, last Do name. people know your guys' last names? Okay, so I'm not going to say mine. I mean, no, but um, no, we did an episode one time, 
and in it we were talking about something and um there was a very odd word in the episode and I said oh my god that's my last name not thinking about it Uh uh-huh and then people were like you have the craziest last name and they started sending me my last name and I was like oh well yeah that's it thank you uh-huh. <laughs> That's my last name. Thank you. And then this one person sent me my own Facebook profile and they're like, hey, I found you because I was looking up your last name. Can I add you or is that too weird? I live in Wyoming. We are clearly not friends in real life. We have zero mutuals. So like it's going to look sketchy as fuck. Can I add you though? And I was like, Sure, go ahead, Andrea. Yeah. It's really nice that they asked, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because we've had some creepy people find me. And conveniently, everyone wants to stalk me and not Kylie. Because all of the people that have stalked us so far all stalk me. What uh, what did this have to do with? Why did we bring up last names though? Oh, because of the the way that you butchered my last name. Oh no, because I've never met Jackson. <laughs> yeah. No, you have, but you have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You have. You have multiple times. I'm, I'm not pretty sure, sure. Maybe that we actually like in like introduced both of you the last time. I don't know. At Corey's birthday party. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Maybe. How is your short-term memory? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I don't. I, I don't. I don't either. So I, I just, I don't. That. But I, I know for sure that you, you've met Jackson. Also, this is deja vu because we have had this conversation before after the first time you met him. All right. You ready? I, believe, I believed in that one, by the way. I, I do too. Yeah, that one's super believable. Okay. You want to go to the next one? Yes. The Clayton and Donna Lee abductions. Ooh, Donna Lee. Donna, Donna Lee. And Clayton. <laughs> that just makes me think of Courage. His name's just not fun to say. No, Clayton's not near as fun as Donna Lee. Wait. Donna Lee. Is that his name in Courage? Courage the Cowardly Dog? Isn't no, it's the guy's- Courage. Kylie's <laughs> <laughs> name I've ever said. <laughs> Is it Cletus? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh I God. can only think of like Lorraine. Hang on, is let it me Lorraine? Read this up for that you. would be genuinely the funniest thing I've ever said. Kylie's <laughs> face when you said that, I was like, <laughs> she was so pissed at me. <laughs> You're fun. Um, I could just Eustace. Are you talking about Eustace? Yeah, yeah. Cletus. So nothing like Clayton no. or Cletus. Oh, I hate the name Cletus. Could you imagine being called Cletus? <laughs> no, it's courage. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I hope that, like, I did, like, a wheezing laugh where nothing but high-pitched noise was coming out. So I hope We I hope all that- laughed so oh, yeah. much. <laughs> Taylor's going to be like, Jesus, I had to turn the sound from, like, a 45 to a 4. Yeah, that that, that is going to be oh. rough. So Clayton and Donnelly. <sighs> so Houston is nicknamed Space City. Because it has NASA and spaceflight history. But how often do the Houston residents claim to see visitors from outer space? A lot more often than most people would think. However, one of the most famous cases happened in 2005 when a Houston couple claimed they were abducted by aliens multiple times throughout their lives. So Clayton and Donna Lee, they're obviously like a married couple, but even before they were married, they say they both had separate alien abduction stories. But now that they're a couple, they have some together. Interesting. Cool okay. sus. So Donna and Clayton, this couple, right? All right. We, we already don't believe them, right? Yep. All no, right. We okay. don't. Okay. Well, the couple worked with some controversial Harvard students, um, including one that was a psychiatrist named Susan Clancy. 
they decided to recover their repressed memories that occurred throughout the years by hypnosis. According to Clancy, the couple recalled and drew similar scenes despite being separated. Donna Lee was interviewed in 2018 with the blog Punk Rock and UFOs. She maintains the alien encounter claims that she originally had. The couple states that they live in an atmosphere of constant fear that they'll be abducted again because it's happened so many times. So they've appeared on shows like Fox News and The O'Reilly Factor and other things to describe their experiences with these alleged alien invaders. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> now, the thing that is a little weird, they have all these wild stories, right? Mm-hmm. Very wild ones. However, their stories kind of line up with some stories that sound believable in the in the same area. So I'm going to tell some of these other stories because they sound like almost believable. But then it's like, if you believe them, that means you need to believe the Lee accusations. But I don't believe them. So it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, okay. So like with the Lee accusations, because we're going to go back to that. I said that they don't sound believable, but like the thing is, is they occurred at the same time as some that do. So I'm going to talk about the one in 2015. So in 2015, a witness submitted a video of some strange lights that were hovering over the city for two hours. Okay. And like these stories kind of line up with the Lee stories. So they gave, instead of like giving this to Kel. Kelly Blue Book again. God, bitch. <laughs> God, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of giving this to Project Blue Book or like the government or anyone like that, they gave it to MUFON, which Kylie's going to tell you what MUFON stands for. I don't know. Um, I know that UFO is UFO. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Don't remember the other ones, though. <laughs> it stands for the Mutual UFO Network. Mutual. See, I would have never guessed Mutual. Okay, Kylie, yeah. when was it founded? 1969. Yeah. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, oh, May, really? That, that's what I was going to guess. That's what I was going to guess. Bullshit. May 31st, 1969. Oh, awesome. Bigelow ass. <laughs> what does Bigelow ass stand for, then? I don't remember. I really only remember Bigelow. That's the exact thing you said too in the episode. I go, "What does Bigelow ass stand for?" And you go, "It doesn't." I've I've decided it stands for Bigelow ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, that works. Yeah. So the report in 2015 that they send to MUFON shows the lights in the sky changing shapes a few times as these strange lights are hovering in the sky and then they just disappear. By the way, Bigelow ass is in the archives. If you've only listened to this episode, you're gonna be confused. Confused. Fuck is a Bigelow ass. <laughs> Uh, it is, well, it's a part of part one through three of Skinwalker Ranch, but you got to listen to all of Skinwalker Ranch for it to make sense. Um, in 2017, there was another sighting. This one was some mobile phone footage that was captured three, that had captured three floating lights near Katy. The eyewitnesses told news outlets that there were no airports in the area, and he later saw the lights again fly quickly east at a 90 degree angle, which planes can't do anyway. The following year, a man claimed he saw an alien aircraft the size of a soccer field. Wow. Kind of big. Near the Dayton Highway. This man wanted to go anonymous, so the unnamed man took no video, but spoke to a retired police officer and self-proclaimed UFO expert named Fletcher Gray. And in an interview with ABC 13, Fletcher Gray said he believed the man when he told him that the boomerang-shaped ship disappeared when he got near it. I don't believe it. I don't know if I believe any of those. 
to be honest. Yeah. yeah. There's not enough. There's Especially not enough. Especially when they line up with the Lees. Yeah, there's just not enough. And I don't believe the Lees. I do not at all. I, I think there's... Other I think, stuff there. I think there's some underlying trauma. And um, also, like, with this last one, I think that, like, reporting anonymously does lend some credit to this person. Yeah, that is the only one but I can say. The fact that they're talking to like a self proclaimed UFO expert. Like he could have changed the story and we would have never known. Well he yeah, like it could also be like to boost his career and right. his standing in the UFO community. He's like, Oh, that so, sounds right, but I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't believe it. Those ones also. A little sus. Yeah. So this one, I originally had a different one here. I had the Mrs. G story, which is like this infamous story everyone knows. But I decided to replace it with the Mann family because it reminded me of the story of the Day family. And I was like, well, especially if they believe the Day family, this will be kind of crazy because this one's really on that same track. But the Days and the Manns don't know each other. So let's do it, right? Okay. This one was about six months before the Day family incident. So this one occurred on June 19th, 1978. This story involves John Mann, his wife Gloria, their two children, and his sister Frances. They're all in the car together. They were driving home from reading Berkshire <laughs> Berkshire to Brockworth, Gloucestershire. 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 I've heard Harry Styles pronounce this word. Why can't I say it? I think you said it right the first time. Gloucestershire. Gloss, whatever. I can't do it, and we all know it. Um, they realized they couldn't account for two hours of their journey all of a sudden. They were going for like a 30-minute drive, and guess what it ended up being? Not a 30-minute drive. Okay. So they left around 9.30 p.m., and they expected to be home around 11 p.m., okay? And uh, so it was longer than 30 minutes. It was like an hour and a half. But it was a journey that... They have done a million times going home, and they knew the route. They knew how to get home. They were, like, doing a normal thing, right? And it was a little after 10 p.m. at this point when the kids were sleeping in the back, and the adults noticed something. They're just driving along, and the adults noticed a white light in the sky in front of them. They followed it for about a mile or so, and then the light started maintaining a distance away from them. They could see the full moon, so they knew it wasn't that, and they agreed that it looked way too big to be a star. John ended up pulling the car over and stopping outside the vehicle in an attempt to see if there was an unusual sound that he could make out. Almost instantly, a red light flashed on beside the white light that was now growing larger as it made its way closer to them. John recalls that he could hear a mixture of swishing sounds and a scoring noise of trains' wheels against the track. So that like... Mm -hmm. Is that what that sounds like? You bitch. <laughs> Did you see earlier I was making him dance? <laughs> Kylie gave me something to play with so that I can keep my hands busy so I don't... I've accidentally been making a lot of noise this whole episode in the background. And so Kylie gave me something to keep my hands busy. I sound like a fucking child right now. You do, yeah. And it's this little octopus and he looks angry. And so I stuck my hand inside him. No, this is getting worse. But I'm making his little tentacles dance and I'm going for fun. It's the little ones that you can flip inside out for your mood. To make him happy and mad. Yeah. I have one that's mad and more mad and I love it. <laughs> Mad and more mad. Nah, that's me. <laughs> Angry and madder. Okay. <clears throat> Woo. Anyways. So 
as this couple is having this happen, like the kids are still asleep, right? Which kind of worries me because if the kids said something, I would definitely believe it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking when I was going into this, which is something Mando said earlier. I was like, because kids like... Will tell the truth. A, they tell the truth even when you don't want them to. You're like, oh my God, I look cute today. And they're like, you look fat and old. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Josephine. Yep. Um, But also, kids are love to tell stories sometimes. It like depends on the kid. They also love to tell stories and they love attention. So sometimes that worries me because I'm like, well, maybe they heard the parents say something and they see that the parents are getting a lot of attention. And even they could be persuaded because, like, the parents could be like, hey, go along with me. You know, you need to. You know, you never know. So, like, I believe kids to be the most honest people ever. But I also believe kids are the most lying sacks of shits on this planet. It's a little confusing. <laughs> Does Hard that make agree. sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, kids are very complicated. Yeah. For little shitheads, they're just little shitheads. They are shitheads. They're like dogs that went bad. (sighs) They're dogs with thumbs is really what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's a... Yeah. So, as this is all happening, John is getting out of the car, and he's, like, walking over to this sight of this bright light and all this shit. And that's what's smart. Yeah. And his wife's like, the fuck are you doing? So she starts screaming at him, get back in the car. It's going to land. Get back in the car. And John realized he was in some sort of a trance at this point. And he like wakes up from it. He wasn't like controlling himself. He didn't think. So he gets in the car. He speeds off away. Okay. And as he's getting closer to the town, he notices that strange thing and these lights in the sky keep going missing when they would pass houses and as they were getting closer. But then when they would, like, be out of view from everything, it would appear again, as if it was trying to conceal itself. That's what I was bringing up earlier. Now, by the time they get to Surinster, 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 the city, Mm -hmm. it had vanished entirely. Now, the family, the bands, thought it would just be, like, 11 p.m. at this point. Because, again, they knew this route. They knew how long it took. They knew they were going to get home at 11 they realized, like, it's well after midnight. This had taken a lot longer than they thought. So the following day, John tried to locate the twisty winding road that it felt like they had driven on the night before. Because also, it felt like they weren't going their normal normal way. All three adults agreed. But he could not find where they were. Like, at all. He couldn't find any twisting roads. He saw nothing that looked familiar from the night before. He couldn't even find the same field where they thought they saw this ball of light. And so John was like did we have some sort of group hallucination somehow? However, when they all started to agree and think that they had imagined the whole thing, something else weird happened. John started developing what looked to be some sort of like heat rash on the lower part of his chest and it became extremely irritable and itchy. So when he informed his wife, Gloria, of it, she's like, uh, I have something to show you. So she showed him similar markings on her left arm and leg. So they're like, well, that's weird. Let's talk to Frances, the sister. And she confirmed she had developed some weird itchy skin patches patches that are resembling some sort of a heat rash, too. Now, all weird, but, you know, there could be a sign. Well, then they find something else. They all had a lot of substantial bruising below their right knees with no idea how it became bruised. Then the final straw for this family was... They all started having some seriously weird as fuck disturbing nightmares and their daughter Natasha started having them more than anyone. 
And it only occurred like after this drive home. So Gloria said she recalled her daughter telling her in her dream she could see lots of strange people with funny eyes staring at her and that someone had taken mommy and daddy into the other room. So upon hearing the story from their kids, the family was like starting to believe that maybe it wasn't a hallucination again. They were convinced that something happened to them on that journey home. So him and Francis agreed to undergo hypnosis. John recalled once they got under hypnosis that when they exited the car to go to the UFO, like when he did, it landed in front of him about 100 feet off the ground and John began walking into what looked like a strange mist and he was surrounded by eight tall figures dressed in tight-fitting silver-gray metallic-looking suits with balaclava-looking helmets. He Hmm. walked past them. Yeah, yeah, you see where I'm getting Mm -hmm. here. He walked past them and took the two women and three children from the car, the creatures in. They all proceeded to then walk in a column of light, which seemed to lift them off the ground into the ship. Once there, they were in a giant room with several tall figures around them. They were taken to another room where they were sat in what resembled a dentist chair, and they had a bright light shown in their face, shown in their face and eyes. <laughs> he claimed the two tall figures were women, and they examined him closely. Um, one one of them did. The other one started pressing buttons on a desk to his side. The woman examining him pulled something down from the ceiling, and then it felt like he blacked out. He recalled when he awoke that. What he thought he saw was a tall man entering the room who spoke to the two women in a language he couldn't understand. The man then addressed him in English, stated his name was Anoxia, and that no harm would come to him or his family. He recalled being shown what he could only describe as a film as if from the pilot's viewpoint. They were flying over a desolate, rocky landscape that looked as though it had been ravaged by a war or a disaster of some kind. He claimed what he was seeing was the film of Anoxia's people collecting their dead on their home planet. Francis, the wife, who was... Nope, sister. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Francis, the (laughs) sister, who was hypnotized completely separate from John and had no, like, communications with John, clarified and said what she remembers is watching a film from, like, the viewpoint of an explorer pilot. So her story was almost identical, except they were super, like, split up this whole time. So, like, they shouldn't have had matching stories. So when Frances came to, she said she spoke with an explorer pilot named Uxelia. Well, is that an X or a Z sound? Uxelia? Yeah, Uxelia. 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 That's what I'm going. Or with. is the U is the U entirely silent? So it's like Zalia or Zalia or something. I like yeah. Zalia best. It's easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that one's a that one's a hard. That's a lot of letters, and they're almost all vowels. But those mm, the yes, only letter we get really is an X almost. <laughs> that's fucked. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this person or creature said that he had led his people from their home planet of Janos. Like John, Francis recalled being shown this film, and they said that they had to find a new home. Francis claimed to have seen a picture of a tall blonde lady and two younger children, who apparently were the pilot's wife, son, and daughter, and she said, um, 
she said that they told her that they had all died on Janos. So both Francis and John made passing comments of what it had been like while they were on this uh, spaceship. And they said one of the things they both remember is being given a colorless fizzy drink before they left. And when they asked what it was and why they were being given it, both of them pretty much had the same reply. And they said, it's to help you forget. You must forget this or you will be exploited. But then during hypnosis, they recalled it. But originally without the hypnosis, they both don't remember this. So their case was examined by a lot of doctors and UFO specialists. And most of them agreed that the consistency of the statements under hypnosis made separately and independently of each other was actually really remarkable. And it made most people think that they were convinced they were telling the truth. That lent further credence to the belief that this one was true along with what Natasha said because her, like, nightmares kind of went exactly along with this, which was even weirder. And again, it's a child, so either, like, it totally did happen or it totally didn't, but we don't know. But hers was also separate from her father and her aunt, and hers wasn't even under hypnosis. She just remembers it. But she matched almost every part of their stories in detail. Mm, I agree with this one. So you believe it? Yep. I think, yeah. I think I do too. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so Anoxia was a man. Um, yeah. Or an alien man. Yeah. I think they both were. Anoxia was, who was a flyer, it seemed like, who flied a plane. But I, 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 or I think Anoxia was just the person who was showing the films, maybe? And I yeah. think Alexia, Exlia, Exilia. Oh my God. That person, <laughs> creature, was the person who was flying the plane in the video. And like, he was the one telling the story about how his family died on that, the, the planet. Okay. So, I think. I don't know. It's a little confusing to me. Yeah, because when they say, like, of tall blonde woman. They kind of went back and forth. Like, it was almost, like, contradicting their. Yeah, I couldn't tell if these were aliens or if they were people. Like, human well, people. Well, and I think they're saying that they looked slightly off from people because they're, like, tall and thin. But mm -hmm. overall, they were, like, creatures that kind of resemble. To me, I'm imagining the greys almost when they, yeah. like, kind of look humanoid. But mm -hmm. you can just tell something's off. But they're not, like, a Martian. Right. That's yeah. what I'm imagining in my head is a gray in these outfits. Because you can kind of tell their sex. They look more feminine, more mm -hmm. masculine. And so I'm imagining that so that it kind of makes sense to me. I was trying to imagine either humans because I was like, what? That would be interesting if there was another planet where there were, like, human-like creatures. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the Nordic aliens. The ones that look like super Scandinavian. Like in Futurama. Like how some of the aliens look super realistic. Like, I mean, you think about it. Um, the people on Mars supposedly look just like humans and stuff, but they raise like ladybugs as cows and stuff like that. But then there's people that like... <laughs> Never this is on Futurama, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was like, I was I've like never what? heard this one before. <laughs> I'm so sorry. In Futurama only. But then there's like some, there's the other planets where like they look nothing like humans at all. And so it's kind of like some aliens could look like us. Like we don't have to be the only ones that look like us. But then some could look super different and some might look like those ones but don't look like us. Some could look like fucking like deer even, but they don't, they're not deer. They just look like deer. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm hmm. I don't know. I believe this one. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah? You believe this one? Yeah. 
I think okay. it's like, well, because just, you have all of the different people involved. Yeah. And then they have all of the same markings, which you can't, I mean, like, you can fake them essentially, but not, not really. So, out of everything, this one and the one that's the, the, the all the different cars with the different markings yeah. on all the women and stuff, those seem the two most believable. We all agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially the one where the women, because they were all strangers, so it's weird yeah. that they all have the same story and the same markings. Are you going to steal my octopus? No, I have I have <laughs> enough of my own, but I am bonding with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm having fun. We've, we've hung out ex- quite a bit. Bonding experience. Uh, does it have a name? No. Would you like to name it? Sure. What would you like to name it? I don't know. Is the happy and the mad going to have two different names? Yes. Okay. What is this one's name? Hmm. Name me. Name me. I don't know. I keep fisting the purple one on accident because I want to have the blue one out. I don't know. I got to think on it. Okay. Maybe we should ask our listeners. Yeah. Name this. This one. But then also, what do you guys want to name this one? Um, I used a few sources. Yeah? I used this book called The A-70 UFO Incident by Malcolm Robinson that I talked about. I used various Project Blue Book files that I could get my little grubby paws on. I used some recordings and news sources from the WSVA, a news article from CBS8 called UFOs in Borrego, um, the book Encounter by Kelly Cahill, and the book Close Encounters Volume 1 and 2 by Duncan Murphy. I kind of use like one different source for each thing. So, oh, I don't know what I just punched. That? I don't know. I just hit something. And I'm just getting violent with the fucking toy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like swinging it around over here at this point. Ooh. Um, so you guys, uh, this has a lot to do with true crime, but nothing to do with aliens. Can I bring it up? Sure. You guys know what McCaney Manor is, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I've been speaking out about this for so fucking long. At this point, I also have spoke out so many times against it that I have not wanted to cover it on the podcast necessarily, to be honest. And then mm-hmm. I was like... I'm going to surprise Kylie, and the Halloween episode is going to be about McKamey Manor. But I was telling her that it was about something else this whole time. So I started writing it up last month, so excited to write this whole fucking thing. And I've convinced five other podcasters to do episodes on McKamey Manor. Like, that's how much I talk about this fucking place. And then I find out that not only did Hulu release a documentary about it this week, which now is two weeks ago, most of you guys are a week or something like that. But there's four other documentaries coming out in the next two weeks about it from Are different you? other sources. Wow. So Why does I, this always happen for us? So I just decided to rewrite the whole episode. <laughs> I'm doing Aww. something else. I'm not doing McKamey Manor. Fuck it. I'll wait another year until it all dies down again, and then I'll redo it and remind you guys how much it sucks. I was kind of excited for that, even though I didn't know about it. I was excited now that you told me that, and oh. now I'm well, upset. Well, I'm not doing McKamey Manor. But if you guys want to watch it, it's on Hulu. It's called Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House. I personally have not watched it yet, but I have had, oh my God, I don't even know how many DMs on my personal accounts and the CSP accounts talking to me about it and people telling me things. And it's kind of funny because a lot of people are like, so Athena, do you want to talk about McKamey Manor? And I'm like, um, no. And they're like, so here's my thoughts. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, <clears throat> I guess because I hate it so much, that means that I should want to talk about it all the time. But now that everybody else knows about it, I can stop 
talking about it because now you Other guys all know. know. Yeah, like I don't have to keep bringing it up because you guys know. But I guess, I don't know, whatever. What was that other one? <clears throat> there was something that specifically I covered it and then like the day before our episode went out, they announced that they were making a series about it and I was like, well, mm-hmm. damn it. So also speaking of weird things on the things you can watch, have you guys heard about, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, have you guys heard about that new dating show on HBO? <gasps> have you guys heard about it? Which which one? It's yeah, not the, it the Golden Bachelor is on. No, the no. Okay. You would know what I'm talking about if you know right now. Oh my god, I'm like embarrassed. <gasps> okay, okay. I've tried to. <laughs> what is I've tried to talk about this show, and every time I get giggly because I'm so embarrassed. Okay, I gotta look up what it's called. Don't look up anything. Don't look up anything. Okay. No one, not even listeners, phone, right now. Phone is down. Oh my not god. even listeners. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. 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 It's called. Naked attraction. Wait, yes, I, heard, yes. I heard this. I've heard of it. I yeah, yeah. And you literally have a naked person, and they just cover their face, and you have to judge them if you would date them based on their body, and like do eliminations. And I'm talking like full balls swinging in the wind, uh, <laughs> muff hanging out, getting a breeze, like naked ass people, like naked and unafraid type shit. Yeah. These bitches be naked and they don't censor shit. Nope. So y'all just be seeing a schlong dong swinging around in the room. <laughs> a schlong dong. And then they're like, oh, we're talking about the penis? Let's zoom in on that shit. Your whole 55-inch TV is a giant fucking 55-inch soft penis. Soft. I would and not. These, and they, they're like, I don't know if I would date this person. I'm like, ah! I have no... I you guys, I'm so... Imba- I don't like naked, but I'm so... Ah. So okay. southern right now. I, <laughs> Oh my word! There's just giant dicks all over my TV. There's just giant dicks. I guess okay. I have like okay. I I'm like good at making like small jokes here and there sexually or like things like that. But I am a very damn reserved person when it comes to too much sexual stuff. I get so fucking uncomfortable. You guys, I it took me living with Kylie and then moving out and knowing her for like two fucking years till I started talking about sex with her. I do not like talk. I do not talk about sex stuff. Okay. I I do not talk about that sex stuff. My best friend and I have been, I know y'all girls will like be like, oh, I'm going to send a boy a nude. I'm going to screen reference it to my friends to make sure it's a good enough nude to send. I have never seen my best friend's titties in her whole life. Ever. Never once. I've never once seen my best friend even in the nude. I saw her once change and she was in her undies and I turned around because I was so embarrassed. (laughs) I've never seen my friend's naked bodies. Well, one, because we changed in front of each other. Like, I, no. But it's not like a, hey, rate my body. Is this a good nude to send to this dude? (sighs) I just, um, I literally forgot. I've never had that experience. She had a baby last year and up until then, I forgot she's probably sexually active. Like, it genuinely just did not occur to me because we've never talked about anything. How are babies for? She one day, like, she FaceTimes me and she's like, I'm going to tell you because I'm telling my family later today also. And you guys are, like, the most important people to me. She's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, how? It did not occur to me that her and her man were sexually active. They've been dating for six and a half years, you guys. They share, they, they have a bed together. 
But I've also never seen them ever once PDA in my life because they're very polite people. And even they don't sleep in the same bed when I'm there because I sleep in the bed with her because we have slumber parties. Duh. <laughs> so like I've literally never like even seen a PDA from them. I think I once saw them holding hands at a haunted house actually. So, you know, like I'm a reserved person. I don't like talking about that kind of shit and stuff. And then there's this damn Dayton show on the, on the, on the, you can put it on your TV and there's just, oh my God. I have a, I just read an article about that show actually, where the girl, it was down to two guys. She picks the guy with the biggest dick and then she's hospitalized from having sex with him. No, that can't be real. It was for internal bleeding and that can't be real. That's what I read on the internet, so it must be true. (laughs) That can't be real. It could be real. I mean, it could be. I mean, the whole like I think that obviously they're finding men who like have got big ding dongs wieners. Yeah, probably. So (gasps) or purposely like. They're finding people that also like you can point out things that you don't like on them type thing. I feel like mm-hmm. not even not even like in a mean way, just being like you clearly see they have a big dick, so that's what the girl should be focusing on. Or like she's circumcised. Like, she has a weird not. set of knees. Like no, we know you're not focusing <laughs> no on knees. No one cares Jennifer. about knees. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I am not. I can't watch that. I that would, is. Whew. I I I don't know if I would watch it. Also, my living room is in. My TV is in my living room, but I have you've you've been to my house. I have got the biggest wall of windows in my living room. <laughs> so someone driving by, everyone will know. Everyone, they're gonna think I'm watching like weird porn, just <laughs> hanging out, letting like everyone have you know take a peek at my TV. I just I saw at first someone like address this whole thing on TikTok, and I was like, they're making that up. And then I went to HBO, and I was like, oh. No, they are telling truths. So do you think you'll watch it? <laughs> no. Oh my god, I could I couldn't even see the previews. I looked, I I was trying to read the description, but you know how they start to show a preview? Oh try, no. Oh, I got I got so embarrassed. My face turned fucking bright neon tomato red and I started getting hot and I was like, nope, can't do that. That makes me nervous. That is scandalous and I'm not here for it. Uh-uh-uh. I would need to go to church if I watch that. And I don't even need to go to church. I would, uh, nope, that is a no from me, dog. I would I'm watch passing. it and not go to church. <laughs> that is a no from me. A hard pass. I, I from- really want to watch The Golden Bachelor. It looks... I don't know. I've read people say, like, every episode they watch, they're, like, in tears because I don't know of what how- The Golden Bachelor is. Is he gold? Is he painting gold the whole time? No, no, he's it's old. The Bachelor. His it wife should be silver. Died. Yeah. His wife... Well, I think they're thinking golden years. Oh, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Kyla and I both went straight to hair. <laughs> I know the baldy like silver, the silver fox bachelor. Yeah, silver fox. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. They could have called it the balding bachelor. But his yeah, wife, well. I don't think he's balding though. He's no, he's like not. I've never seen anything hair. bachelor or bachelorette in my whole life. I did not. I I don't like the bachelor or bachelorette series, but like, I love old people, and like. This guy's wife died just a few years ago, and he's just trying to get back out there to, like, find someone to spend the rest of his life with. And I found out the other day, he he lives in Indiana. He only lives, like, an hour east of us. I was like, that's Mm, cool. That's crazy. Another Indiana celebrity, like, something to be proud of. (laughs) But he just seems like such a... We're not all stupid. (laughs) No. He just seems like such a nice person, and I haven't seen any episodes yet, but, like, I really want to get into it. I, I feel like... 
I just want to like cry, but like cry happy tears. <laughs> so the only day. Dating- I hope all the, the women are like, okay. Like, you they, know, like not. Uh, what yeah. kind of. A, I feel like I've, I saw the lineup and a lot of the women, they're like in their 60s and 70s, but they're still very unrealistic. That's what I mean. I just want. Unrealistic, yeah. Yes, like it's cool that you've got older people because especially like. In your your European television is totally different. They have older female actresses that look like people that we would see out like every day. Yeah, they're not like you know they don't have like a ton of plastic surgery, and it's really nice and refreshing. Um, so I've never really been like a dating show type anything person. That's just like not a thing. However, there are a few that I got really, really deep in in the 90s, and I'm going to name them. In the 90s? I, I was really, really into 90s dating show because they were so fucking cringe. And you guys are going to know all of them and probably love them all. Yep. Also, Eliminate. Yep. So good. Always there was a hot tub scene. Always. Um, date My Mom from MTV. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that one. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Next on MTV. I, oh, yep. my God. I was I obsessed with Next. Yes. Um, Zach Efron. No, don't uh, don't you dare say it because you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you what you're wrong on. Don't say it because that's coming. Okay. Parental control on MTV, I loved. Mm-hmm. But my favorite was Room Raiders, oh, specifically yes. the Zach Efron episode. Yes. You bitch, I was literally getting to it. I forgot about Room Raiders. <laughs> oh and, my god. And Zach Efron was in it, and yep. he gets mad at the one girl because she didn't clean her hairbrush. Well, anything else we want to just. We have, I mean, we're just here chilling at this point. We're having a good time, hanging out. Some people have tuned out. Some people are, like, talking with us. Those are always the fun ones. <laughs> you do that, don't you? Yeah, I, I'm constantly in my car or in my living room, like, yelling at you guys. And you're like, <laughs> are you talking with us? No, I'm yelling at you. No, guys. no I'm yelling at you because you're wrong. I'll message Kylie and I'll be like, I can't believe you guys didn't know this. <laughs> I was screaming at my, like, yeah. little freaking radio she'll make fun of me all the time i love when people always try to correct things and they're like yeah so i couldn't because i'm not with you but here's what i wanted to <laughs> well and it's funny because like you're listening and we probably recorded it like a week and a half before. yeah so it's like it's out like, of our what? memory yeah <laughs> or we already knew the answer by now but we're like oh well, that was last week uh, thanks manda for coming here yes yeah, thank for you. having me yeah. this has been so much fun is it a very different vibe hearing us fuck up in person rather than in the radio in the noise. radio it is i don't know what those yeah because i can actually respond <laughs> it's nice. i still don't correct things if you notice i won't listen to you right thank you guys to help make this podcast what it is you guys are part of the csp family follow us on instagram which is at cryptic soup pod our dms are always open for suggestions so slide on in yes join the discard discard discord it's live it's there we're we're in it if you guys feel oh so inclined to give us some extra love you can give us an apple podcast review or rating and or a spotify rating it always helps us get our name out there and it makes us feel warm when we get to read them if they're nice if not then we cry so keep that in mind do you want to see me cry it's not a good time it's not a good time for it's any not of a us good time. i'll send you the video of me crying it'll be kind of like an only fans thing but it's just like only crying stop <laughs> actually that sounds kind of fun it's not don't do it like this isn't like a thing i'm gonna move on so remember, guys, to subscribe, follow, tune, and keep up with us. And remember to join the conversation where we'll see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned.
Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Tonight, we're not only going to find out if aliens are among us, but we're also going to... Fuck. We're gonna <laughs> fuck? <laughs> wow, you that's that's so aggressively. <laughs> that's really how it is. I didn't have room to put, store that stuff in the database up there. <laughs> so it just fell away. In your thought castle. <laughs> Have you never heard that? No. Why are you turning around <laughs> to look at me? You guys, it's, wait, Thought Palace, actually. You guys haven't heard of a Thought I Palace? I haven't made eye contact with Mando once this whole no. time, and I turned around for that. I have a Thought filing cabinet. She said, fuck you and your palace. I have a Thought back office room filing cabinet storage center with a copier and packer. It's like a Rolodex. I was going to say, I've got a Thought Rolodex. That shit gets fucked up every day. That is what I got. I do have a fax machine up there, I'm pretty sure, because I can, like, send thoughts back and forth every so often to people. Mostly to, like, Kylie and Margie, and neither one of them ever want the thoughts. They're like, God, I hate it when I'm on track with what you're thinking. And I'm like, I know, it's great. I'm just going to pretend I did not get this fax. (laughs) It's so fun. They're like, no idea. Could be an eyeball. Fermented. Got, like, a really bad association with such good food. (laughs) I'll eat the whole rest of the olive. I ate so many olives one time that I was at, like, a funeral or something with my father. And Where is this going? And uh, it's not a good <laughs> you never story. Know. You never know. <laughs> it's never a good time when I start a story. I went to a funeral with my father as a young whippersnapper. And. <laughs> All right, Cletus. <laughs> my dad had one rule because I was there with my stepmom and my stepmom like hated me. He goes, behave yourself. <clears throat> I said, we're going to a funeral. How am I not going to behave? He's like, don't draw any attention to yourself. This day is not about you. You remain calm. And I was like, okay. I'm like a young child, right? And so he knew I was going to, like, cause a scene. (laughs) All right. So we're there. And, like, you know, I'm really young. I'm talking, like, probably, like, five or six. And I'm getting bored in the funeral. And so I'm, like, kicking my little feet. And I'm kicking the pew in front of me. He's like, stop it. You're causing a scene. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, stop, stop, stop. And then, like, I do something else. And I'm causing a scene. And then, you know, like, I'm just getting anxious. This is a really long ceremony thingy, too. This funeral. All these bitches are talking and shit. So then, finally, it comes time. We get to go into this other room. And there's this dead body in the room. First time seeing a dead body. There was an open casket. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why is there a doll in there? And my dad goes, no. That is your cousin, aunt, Josephine, whatever the fuck this bitch was. And he's like, that's her. And I was like what do you mean that's her and he's like that's that's her and I'm like that's a doll and this man was like my dad my dad this man he's like no that's her when I say I walked up and I slapped it across the chest to figure out if it was real or not my god (laughs) oh my god so that wasn't where the story was going but I did do that but then finally we get to go to this other room which was awesome because there was all this fucking food in the room right Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited all this food looked disgusting I wasn't about to eat this shit it was not stuff I wanted to eat. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to eat any of this. So then I find this one tray that just had like all these fucking green olives on it. <clears throat> I did not understand that this was a buffet. I just took the whole tray of olives. <laughs> Sounds about right. And I sat down at the table and started eating and eating and eating. I ate, I guess, like an entire tray of olives that were made for like 200 people. And then my dad goes, you were so good today. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, oh, my God, thanks. Yeah, it was good today. We stand up 
And he goes, my dad does this thing. He calls me tiger or babe, which sounds kind of weird, but it's it's not. Like, I don't know. My dad and I have this thing where he'll be like, hey, babe, what's up? Like, it's like playful. You know, it's just like a thing we do. Okay. So he goes, yo, tiger, do you want to go to play laser tag later today? Blah, blah, blah. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Whatever we're doing. And I'm like, yeah. And my dad, when he's talking to me, will spin me around. Oh, no. This man spun me one time and I just threw up neon green pickles all over him in the middle of this funeral where I oh yeah sorry in the middle of this funeral where I already just slapped the dead body in the casket (laughs) (laughs) needless to say I did cause a scene that day yeah a little bit (laughs) 